grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can learn a lot about a leader by the animal he rides. It's interesting to note throughout history how often great leaders have been associated with a, a particular animal. The, the family and I, we just came back from Washington, D.C. We went to Mount Vernon and we learned about George Washington and his horse, Nelson. Beautiful chestnut horse. And Washington was known for being one of the best horsemen of his day. You go back many, many years before that, Alexander the Great, the emperor, he was known for being associated with his horse, Bucephalus, the ox head. Apparently, he had a freakishly large head. Everywhere Alexander went, he went along with Bucephalus. And then later, you've got Julius Caesar, who, legend has it, he would even ride a war elephant. If that doesn't tell you something about that guy's ego, right? You can learn a lot about a leader by the animal he rides on. And in many cases, and I could have mentioned many more, what it often conveys is their sense of power, mastery, of being in charge, being committed to conquering at all costs. Yes, you can learn a lot about a leader by the animal he rides on. Which is interesting when you consider the animal that our Lord Jesus chooses to ride on, and the fact that he rides an animal at all here in this moment. Because when you think about Jesus' ministry and his life, is he uh, going around on critters all the time? No. He's walking everywhere he goes, right? And even here in this moment, as they're approaching Jerusalem at the Mount of Olives, he's all of a, a couple, two and a half miles away from Jerusalem. He's walked all up to this point, but now just for the very last leg of the journey, he says, nope, I need a donkey for this one. Really? Lord, are you, sure? are you getting that tired? Is, is that? No, that's not it at all. There's something more going on here. All the more reason for us to consider, why is it that Jesus rides this donkey into Jerusalem? If you can learn a lot about a leader by the animal he rides on, what do we learn about Jesus from this one? What can the donkey tell us about the king? Well, I think the first reason that Jesus rides that donkey in, it's made explicit by the gospel writer, by Matthew, it's to fulfill scripture. Jesus rides that donkey in order to fulfill scripture. And Matthew quotes from Zechariah, he says, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Matthew dips back into the Old Testament scriptures and he cites it, this fulfillment of our Lord, by riding the donkey. This is the ninth of ten times in the Gospel of Matthew when Matthew will say explicitly, Jesus did this in order to fulfill the scripture. Ten times he does that. But many more times in his Gospel and throughout the New Testament, we have allusions and echoes of all of the many and various ways that Jesus fulfills the scripture, the way that he fulfills the Old Testament. The Bible writers take pains to point this out, that Jesus comes in fulfillment of the Old Testament. Why do they make such a big deal about it? Why was that so important to them that Jesus fulfills the Old Testament? Well, in short, it shows that when Jesus shows up, it's not mere happenstance, nor does he come out of the clear blue sky, as it were. But his arrival, his coming, his advent, that's what the word means, his coming, his advent was foreshadowed and predicted from times eternal. And more than that, all of this is part of God's story that he has been weaving together from before the creation of time. That what happens in this life is not just happenstance. 
It's all part of God's unfolding grand narrative told and unfolded in history. And so that tells us that this life that we live, the world that we experience, it's not an accident. Every bit and part has meaning, which means even more that your life and mine has meaning, indeed has a story to it. Isn't it interesting how often we just kind of lapse into this way of, of telling our story? Or people will talk that way, oh, what's your story? We assume that all of our human experience has a, a beginning and a middle and an end. We're able to tell not just and, 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 but but and because and therefore. This thing happened to me then and now I can see how God was weaving together something that has led me to this moment. We all do that naturally. And it's because our lives have been unfolded in the life of our Lord Jesus. So that now we have that meaning within our human experience because it has been caught up into the experience of Jesus. The Jesus who came as king here in the triumphal entry, who comes to us as king mysteriously through word and sacrament, and who will yet come again. Although when he comes again, it won't be on a donkey, but on a horse. We'll get to that more in a moment. But this is the first reason why he comes on that donkey to fulfill scripture, and in so doing, showing that we have a God who is directing and uh, orchestrating all of history. The second reason why Jesus comes on the donkey is underscored by the name of the city that he enters it upon. Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, which literally means the city of peace, the city of shalom, the city of peace. Jesus rides the donkey because he comes to bring peace. See, the symbolism of the horse was invariably that you, have, you are a warrior, that you have come for battle, that you bear your sword in its sheath and you are ready to, to start a battle against whoever would come against you. But to ride atop the donkey is a symbol of peace. It wasn't unheard of that a king might ride on a donkey, but whenever he did, it was because he was bringing a treaty or a truce to another nation. For Jesus to come atop that donkey means that he comes to bring peace peace. And clearly this upended the expectations that all of the crowds had when they thought about who the Messiah was going to be and what the kingdom of God was going to look like. Matthew tells us that Jesus, when they see this would-be Messiah coming on the donkey, that they are stirred up. Although the word that he uses is the, the word seismos, from which we get seismograph, like how you measure an earthquake, right? So you might say that the people were shaken, not stirred. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, they are shaken to their foundations as though the earth itself were rattling when they see this king coming on a donkey. And why is that? What was it that they were expecting? Well, they're expecting, first and foremost, that when the king comes and when his kingdom comes, it will come in haste. In other words, when the Messiah arrives, suddenly, like that, all is going to be made right and all is going to be made new. Now we see hints of this and foretastes of it in Jesus' ministry. For instance, with his miracles, as he restores people who have been lame, he restores uh, uh, hearing to those who are deaf and sight to those who are blind. We get pictures of him restoring all creation, but he doesn't bring it in full, and he doesn't do it in haste. And secondly, they're expecting that when the Messiah comes, when the king comes with his kingdom, he's going to do it in power. 
mean, even in this moment, as he's entering Jerusalem, the people of God are under enemy occupation, as they have been for decades. They expect, they assume, they take for granted that when the Messiah comes, first thing he does is he's like, Romans, you're out, right? That's the first thing he does. That's at the very top of the checklist. That's before he even gets into the, the really interesting stuff. It goes without saying for all of them. That's one of their baseline expectations. But for this king to come, not on a horse, not wielding his sword to drive out the Romans, but instead atop a donkey, bringing peace, that shakes them to their very core. And it can shake us too. Because what we want, what we so often expect of Christ our King, what we are looking forward to underneath our tree is that, Lord, you would give the presence, the present to us of setting everything right in my life and doing it right now. We can have an expectation of our Messiah just like the people did then. That he's going to come in power and he's going to come in haste. That he's going to fix all of my problems exactly how I want him to. He's going to do it quickly. Friends, if that's the present that you are looking forward to under the tree, I don't want you to get your hopes up. Because we have a king who comes in lowliness and humility, who is constantly upending our expectations. Yes, he comes to set all things right. Yes, he comes in order to fix our most deep-seated problems. But oftentimes, not in the way or in the time that we would expect. And that brings us to the last reason I want to lift up for why Jesus comes atop a donkey. And to get at this reason, go ahead and look again at that picture on the front of your worship folder. And no, this was not my drawing. This is, in fact, one of the earliest, if not the earliest, artistic, if you will, depiction of Christ. It's known as the Alexamenos Graffito, Alex's Graffiti. And it was uncovered in an archaeological dig in Italy. And it dates perhaps all the way back to the first century, just a few decades after Jesus. And it's not uh, some devotional artwork. It's not some sort of icon. It's graffiti. In fact, it's parody. When you look at that picture, what you see is a donkey, or donkey's head at least. And that donkey head appears to be atop of a man who is being what? crucified. He's being crucified. And what those uh, kind of primitive letters say that are scrawled on the picture are, Alexamenos worships his God. Alex worships his God. See, the, one of the earliest, if not the earliest, artistic depictions we have of Jesus and his cross is of someone skewering Jesus and Christians, making fun of the Lord who hung on a tree. Don't think that when Jesus comes on a donkey, he does so accidentally. And don't think that he doesn't realize the way in which that might be interpreted by the world. Because he meant it to demonstrate and to point to his purpose. And what is his purpose? His purpose is to be the butt of the world's jokes. His purpose is to come in lowliness and shame in order that he might take onto himself all of your lowliness and your shame, to take on his shoulders all of our sin. That's why he came. 
And already when he, he comes and arrives on the donkey, he is pointing forward to and anticipating the way that he is going to go. What's going to happen to him in Jerusalem? That he is going to suffer the death, the most ignoble death of all, of crucifixion. That as he takes that shame on himself, he does so joyfully and joyously, looking ahead to what it means for you and for me. That through that death and through that shame, he has removed your shame and your sin as the donkey king. That's who he is, and that's why he came. Jesus came as our blessed beast of burden to bear your sins and to bury your sins. Pastor Scott Bruzek has given me this thought, that Jesus continues to be our beast of burden. We take all of those things off of our shoulders, those things that are weighing you down, the burdens you carry in your heart, you lift them up, and Jesus is our glorious pack animal. He keeps taking them. We put them on his back. We take them and we place them on his shoulders. It's why he came. It's why he came to take those burdens off of you and to place them on himself. Listen, this time of year is a beautiful and a glorious year, but it can also be a burdensome one. Christ comes, our donkey king, in order to take those burdens off of your shoulders and to place them on his own, day by day, year by year, until he comes again. You can learn a lot about a leader by the animal he rides. Surely our donkey king shows us so much about who he is and why he came with this very moment. And so let us say, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand to sing the offertory.